0: Here we go!
1: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to The Rockcast! I am your host, Monty Colvin so glad you could join me i am back i'm disappointed and sad yeah i know it's been a while and i've had a lot of you message me and uh, email me and say hey what's going on no rock cast are you okay and to answer that i think all i really need to say is 2020 it's been bad yeah this year has sucked like no other I thought it was going to be a great year, but then the COVID stuff happened, and then they locked us down and ruined the economy, and then they canceled all the concerts, and they took sports away, and then they told us we couldn't go anywhere without wearing a mask. But apparently that wasn't quite enough, because at the end of July, I found out my whole life was about to change, because Lindsay and I separated, and uh, over the last couple of months, I've been going through a divorce. And as I sit here today, I am now a single man. And I know that will come as a surprise to a lot of uh, my regular listeners because for the last 10 years, uh, I've talked about Lindsay on every single show. And I made her a part of the show. We did a lot of skits together. Uh, She did the intro and outro. And I bragged about her uh, to the point of being obnoxious and making you all sick. But, you know, things change, people change, and at the end of July, I moved out. But that's when I realized, uh, oh wow, I've got nowhere to go. Because, you know, you gotta understand this, uh, Lindsay wasn't just my wife, she was my life. And that sounds like it would be a good thing, but uh, if that ever goes away, then you're just left with yourself. And so I called some friends of mine that I used to go to church with about 20 years ago. And their names are Paula and Greg, and I asked them, hey, can I stay with you guys for a while? And they graciously took me in and let me stay there for six weeks. Uh, they uh, gave me a place to sleep. Uh, I had a place to work on my paintings, and uh, they fed me like two meals a day. And I will be eternally grateful to those people forever because it was an act of kindness that uh, you don't see often. But while I was there, and especially in the beginning, uh, I was at the lowest point of my life. I was completely emotionally devastated. And I'm gonna be real honest right now. Uh, I know I joke around a lot on this show, but uh, all of this is true. And I went through a few weeks where I did not wanna live. I thought, you know, I'm 61. I don't wanna start my life over now. I've lost everything. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to end it all. And at one of my lowest points, there was actually a day when I went to a sporting goods and I went in and I went over to the gun section and I'm like, I don't know anything about guns. But I looked in the case and I saw one and I thought, well, uh, that looks like it might get the job done. And then I walked over to the section where they had the ammo, but uh, there was no bullets. And so I just said, ah, screw it. And, uh, you know, I just left. And ultimately, I just said, you know, I'm just going to have to live through this. But I'll tell you what, it was the hardest thing I've ever, ever gone through. I was severely depressed. Uh, I cried every day for about two months. It was really difficult to sleep. Uh, I'd wake up like at two in the morning and just uh, lay there all night. And it was just driving me insane. And one of the weird things that was tormenting me was I would get these songs in my head during the day. And they weren't songs that I'd heard on the radio or that I'd ever heard before, but they were songs that I was writing in my head. And of course, they all pertained to what I was going through, and they would just play over and over and over in my head all day long. And it was kind of nice because I was coming up with some pretty cool songs, but at the same time, I was just like, please God, make this stop. So that was really hard to go through, but during that same time, I was amazed at how many people started reaching out to me, and how many people were there for me, and uh, were concerned about me, that uh, I never knew that they cared at all. And some of them I literally talked to every day, and they would just check on me and say, hey, you doing okay? Or, uh, hey, I'm praying for you. And that was so touching that uh, it actually kind of renewed my faith in mankind. And in Christians and uh, friendship. And I started thinking, you know, uh, maybe I can make it through this. And maybe there's actually something good that'll come out of this. But I just want everyone to know who knew what was going on and talked to me and reached out to me that uh, I just really appreciate it so much. And I can't name everybody, but uh, there were a few people I wanted to recognize. Like my buddy Jeff Moore, who's been there for me for years now. Morris in Ireland, uh, William in Tennessee, Eric Malmstrom, Chris in Baltimore, and Jennifer Schmitz in Houston. You are amazing. And of course, Paula and Greg Vanderstil, who put me up for two months, and uh, I just can't thank you enough. But it was a very humbling experience, and I gained a lot of strength from all the support I got. And by September, I was ready to move into my own apartment. And that's where I am now. It's a little dinky uh, one-bedroom apartment uh, here in Kansas City. And really, I don't even look at it as an apartment. To me, it's just an art studio that happens to have a bed in it. And you know, I've been here a month so far, and I'm actually starting to kind of like it. It's my own little bachelor pad. I do what I want when I want. Uh, I cook uh, every night. I'm starting to enjoy that. And I'm beginning to adjust to single life. It's not what I wanted or that I had planned for the rest of my life, but it's what I've got now, and so I'm going to go with it. And I'm gradually starting to add stuff to my place. Uh, There's all this stuff that you never think about, like, oh, uh, wow, I need spatulas. And the other day, I was all excited because I went to Target and got a toaster. That is awesome! And so that kind of brings you up to speed as to what I've been doing the last three months. It's been kind of scary, it's been depressing, but I am taking on this single life straight on. And oh yeah, you heard me correctly, ladies. Uh, I am single, which means there's a 61-year-old bachelor on the market, so start lining up. Not a chance. Well, you know, I can only hope. Good luck with that. But, you know, when I first started living by myself recently, uh, I was kind of lonely. And I had several people tell me, uh, you don't want to get into another relationship. Take some time. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, I'm probably not ready for another serious relationship. But it might be nice to have a date once in a while. But I didn't really know anybody, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll try one of those uh, dating sites. Oh, no. Well, I'd never done that before, so I asked this single friend of mine if he had any suggestions. And he said, well, you know, you might try this app called Plenty of Fish. So I downloaded it onto my phone, and it makes you fill out all this information on yourself. And, of course, it wants your date of birth, and when my profile comes up, it says I'm 61. And I don't really think I look 61, but uh, I am. He's old! Well, after I got everything filled out, well, then the app decided, here are the matches of women that we think are perfect for you. And it starts showing me pictures and profiles of women who are around my same age. And I'm supposed to either swipe left if I don't like them, or swipe right if I do. And I was like, oh my god, swipe left, swipe left. No, no, oh god, no. And I was starting to think that this app that's called Plenty of Fish should actually be called Plenty of Unattractive Women. You're mean. And so that didn't go well at all, and I was getting kind of discouraged. But then about a day later, I get a message from this girl that says, I'm 38 and I'm interested. Ho-ho. And I look at her picture and she's really hot. And I thought, you know, this is really too good to be true, so uh, what the hell, I'm going to keep talking to her. Well, yeah. And so I sent some texts back and forth for a day or so, and I kept thinking, you know, this can't be real. This is the internet, Uh, I'm probably getting catfished, and the person behind this picture probably looks nothing like this. But she kept talking to me like uh, she was really into me, so I finally go, okay, well, uh, how about we do a video chat? And she said, okay. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And so I'm on my phone, and this video call comes in, and I look, and it's the girl in the picture. And she's just smoking hot. And we were only on there a few minutes, but I thought, you know, I saw her. She must be real. But at the same time, I thought, you know, maybe this is just a scam. Well, the next day, she starts texting me again, and she's telling me now that uh, she wants to be with me. And I thought, well, it's a little soon for that, isn't it? Uh, This seems a little suspicious. But the man and me uh, went, uh, you know, uh, what the hell? Keep talking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so we did for about another 15 minutes. And that's when she said, "Uh, hey, could you uh, send me some money? (laughs) And that's when the red flag started going off. And okay, I get where this is going. And so I said, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, I just got a divorce, I don't have any money. And she said, okay, well how about this, my dad's business manager is going to send you a check, and all you need to do is cash it, and then send me the money. It's all a giant scam. And that's when I realized she's a fraud, and this has all just been about money. Oh. And from then on, I would not text her or talk to her for at least a couple more days. This guy's smart as hell, and he's passionate. So why am I telling you this? Well, people, you gotta be careful. Because when you're on the internet or social networks, you just can't trust anybody. Especially if they're a hot chick. That's true. Which raises an interesting question. How does a single guy like myself find anybody to be with or to date especially now in 2020 i mean in the past i could have maybe met somebody at a concert or you know at the grocery store or a laundromat but now we can't go anywhere without wearing a stupid surgical mask and why is that because dr fauci said so oh okay at first he said there's nothing to be afraid of Nobody needs to wear a mask. And then he said, everybody should be afraid. Nobody should go anywhere unless you're wearing a mask. Unless it's me or Nancy Pelosi. But everybody else should wear a mask. And so naturally, we all obey. And so now when we go to the grocery store, we've all got to have our masks on. I mean, you can still pick up the avocados with your bare hands, and that's fine, but you better just have that damn mask on. And I think, how's anybody ever going to meet anybody anymore? You know, uh, I look around Walmart, and I see everybody with these masks on, and I'm thinking uh, it's like an episode of The Twilight Zone. It's literally made all of us just lose our identity. I can't tell what anybody looks like. So I've come to the conclusion that going forward in this present day, I'm gonna have to come up with alternate ways of meeting the opposite sex. And that's why I've compiled a list that I will read for you today of the top 10 pickup lines that can be used during a pandemic. This is an enormous piece of information. Alright, and my list starts out at number 10. Wow, you have beautiful eyes. And I bet the rest of your face looks gorgeous, too. hi Alright, this next one I probably wouldn't use myself, but if you're kinda douchey and you're really wanting to make your move, try this one at number nine. Hey, baby, that mask is hot, but it'd look better on the floor. Yeah! Number eight, this is kind of a twist on one of the older pickup lines. But it goes, uh, if I told you you had a beautiful body and we weren't in a pandemic, would you hold it against me?
0: All right.
1: Number seven is, if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. With social distancing, of course. Well, duh. Number six is, What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? Uh, Shouldn't you be at home, locked inside of your house where you belong? Super creepy. Yeah, that one might not work that well, so, you know, you be the judge of that. But moving right along, number five is, uh, hey, baby, uh, I was checking you out from across the room, and I've got to say, you've got a nice little mask on you. Oh, boy! How about that? Now, number four may prove to be a little controversial, but it's, Hi, my name is Bill Gates. How'd you like to check out my big vaccine? Yeah. Now, number three is for anybody that's still kind of worried and overly cautious. It's, hey, sexy, been tested for COVID lately? That's hot. Number two is a little bit douchey, but uh, possibly very effective. It's, whoa, baby, would you look at the mask on you? How about I introduce you to the new normal? Oh, yeah. And finally, the number one pickup line that you can use during a pandemic. Hey, good looking. What do you say we get out of here and go somewhere where they don't give a damn about social distancing? I hear there's a nice riot going on down the street.
0: Oh, oh my gosh, that was
1: hysterical. All right, continuing on now with this episode where I'm catching everybody up with what I've been doing. And I've actually been pretty busy. Uh, A couple of months ago, I got a message from Chris Aiken, the host of the Classic Metal Show. And as you probably know, I've been a huge fan of the Classic Metal Show for years. Every Saturday night, Chris and Neely do a radio show, and then they break it down into podcast segments. And I always listen to the podcast, and uh, I just love it. They're just so brutally honest, and it's also just hilarious. And uh, one of the things they do that I love is they will take another podcast from somebody else, and they'll play snippets from it, and they'll kind of just make fun of it. And I always thought and kind of worried that maybe one day they'd run onto mine. And I could just hear him going, Listen to this clown. What does he think that he's doing? And so when I got a message from Chris Aiken, I was like, What's going on here? Why would he be messaging me? I mean, does he even know who I am? But when I read it, he said, Hey, would you like to come on my new video podcast called Aftershocks Tremors? And I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan, man. I would love to do that. So we set up a time and he brought me on a little early to test everything out. And once we saw that everything was working, he said, "Uh, you know, I want you to know that I love the Rockcast. And I said, oh, my God, you're kidding. You've heard my podcast. And he goes, man, I love it. And I just couldn't believe it. And I told him, you know, I was always afraid you were going to find it and just bust on me. And he was like, no, man, uh, I just love how honest you are. He said, I love the stories and you don't try to act like some phony rock star. But he said, you know, there's only one thing, man, I'm kind of upset. And I was like, what? And he's like, because you haven't had a new episode in quite a while. And I said, well, unfortunately, it's because I'm going through a divorce right now. And he said, well, I get it, man. I totally understand. I've been there. And he said, it's one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And I said, yeah, tell me about it. And he said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to send you my book, Little Victories, A Tale of Divorce, Debauchery, and Finding Happiness. And he did. And I've been reading it. And I got to tell you, it is a great book. Some of the stuff that he went through in his divorce, I went through. And there was something about it, uh, hearing somebody else say that they were in incredible pain made me feel like uh, I wasn't so alone. And it made me think, okay, uh, maybe I can get through this. And so thanks to Chris Aiken for his books and his podcasts. Y'all should check all of that out. And thanks for promoting my show on Galactic Cowboys and also my paintings. He got one of my uh, Lemmy paintings. And lastly, I want to thank him for giving me a strong word of advice. He said, I know what you're going through right now is tough, but whatever you do, do not get married again. And I said, okay, I will do my best. You can do it! I'd also like to plug another book that I am actually in. It's called Self Impunishment by Brian Walsby. And it's a book of interviews with musicians and artists and people who are both artists and musicians. And I was very honored to be a part of the book. Uh, There's a whole chapter on me, and uh, Brian did a cool little kind of illustration caricature of me. So once again, it's Self-Punishment by Brian Walsby. Check that out. Well, maybe I will. Now, over the years, I've had a lot of you guys email me and say, Hey, Monty, uh, when I go to montycolvin.com, instead of seeing you, it takes me to Hillary Clinton. Ah! And, well, actually, there's a very good explanation for that. You see, I never had montycolvin.com. For the last several years, it's been MontyColvin.net. And I've had a lot of you guys recently say, hey, when I go to MontyColvin.net, I can't find it. And once again, there's a very good explanation for that. It's because it's gone. I took it down and there's reasons for that, but I won't bore you with all the details now. And I kind of hated to delete it, but when I did, uh, the fine people at GoDaddy also deleted the Monty'sRockCast.com site. And so I called them and I said, hey, you guys took down one of my websites that I did not want taken down. And they said, oh, yeah, that's a shame. But I'll tell you what we can do. We can uh, restore it and put it back up there for you, and it'll only cost you about 300 bucks. Ah! And so I bit the bullet, and it's back up now, and so that's good. But like I said, the MontyCalvin.net site is gone, but I do still have the MontyCalvinArt.com site. It's still going, and if you want to buy a painting, check that out. And if you'd like a rock cast or a crunchy T-shirt or uh, crunchy CDs, just email me. I can tell you what I've got, and I can hook you up. You just won't be able to order it off my site anymore.
0: Do you understand that? Get it through your hands!
1: Alright, what else have I been doing? Oh, you know, uh, since I've been single, I've had to figure out how to do things on my own, and one of them is cook. And you know, I've actually found out that I really kind of enjoy it. And if I want to have leftovers three nights in a row, I do it. But I still have to come up with meal ideas each week. And I got to thinking, you know, maybe there's other bachelors out there who are listening to my show who could use some suggestions from me. And so I have compiled yet another top ten list that I will read for you now. And this is my top ten bachelor meal ideas.
0: It's not going to be
1: good. All right, and at number ten, we've got Chef Salad This is one of those if all else fails kind of thing. My guess is you've got stuff for sandwiches, right? Well, take some of that lunch meat, cheese, throw it in a bowl full of lettuce, and there's dinner. Brilliant! Simply brilliant! At number nine, we've got chili. You're going to need some beans, hamburger, and some sauce. You're going to throw it in a crock pot and leave it in there all day. And then when it's done, you're going to throw in some cheese and some Fritos, and there's dinner. And then two days later, you're going to take that leftover chili, put it on some hot dogs with some cheese and Fritos, and there's another meal. Now, I have not made chili yet because I do not have a crock pot. However, when I get one, I will. Isn't that interesting? Number eight is chicken pot pies. Now, am I actually going to make this from scratch? No. You're going to find these in the freezer section of your local grocery store. And they're only going to cost about a dollar and a half to two bucks a piece. So I suggest you get two or three. And you're going to heat those bad boys up and serve them with a side of Fritos. Oh my gosh, that is so delicious. At number seven on my list is breakfast for dinner. If you're a bachelor, you're probably kind of broke, like I am. So go get a carton of eggs, scramble them up, throw them in a tortilla, and you've got yourself an egg burrito. And if you want to get all fancy with it, throw in some sour cream and, uh, you know, some um, Fritos. You're a genius. Number six is Mexican food. And it's really hard to screw this up because it's basically all the same stuff. Beans, meat, cheese, and lettuce. And if you really want to impress somebody, pull out a tortilla and make a massive, big-ass burrito. I like adding the steak meat that comes in a bag, and then I cram it full with the beans and the cheese and the lettuce, and then right at the end, I stick a few Fritos right there on the top. What about tacos? So that's your Mexican dish for the week, but you know, I want to be fair, balanced, and diverse. So at number five, I'm going to have something I like to call the Chinese concoction. Absolutely. And for that, I cook up some pasta noodles. I throw in some red cabbage because, you know, I like to be healthy. That's yig exactly. And then I add some shrimp and cashews, and then I douse it in soy sauce. And the soy sauce is very important because basically anything you add soy sauce to automatically makes it Chinese food. That's yig exactly. And so that's my Chinese concoction. Now, why do I call it the Chinese concoction? Uh, Because it comes from China. At number four, it's fish tacos. You're going to fry yourself up some fish. You're going to throw it in the tortilla with red cabbage because, you know, you want to be healthy. And then you're going to put some ranch dressing on there, and Fritos are optional. And the hardest part of the whole thing is actually the frying of the fish. And I gotta admit, I tried it the other night, and it kind of sucked. I tried to follow a video on YouTube, and it did not work. And so next time, I'm probably just gonna go to Long John Silver's and order a fish and more. Again, another colossally stupid idea. Number three is something I like to call money Casserole. Once again, you're gonna take pasta noodles, preferably like spaghetti or linguine. You're gonna cook it up, add some hamburger, some cheese, and if you wanna be healthy, add corn. Throw it in the oven for about 30 or 40 minutes, and you've got dinner for the next three days. Well, it
0: sounds terrible.
1: Number two is bag of chicken wings. These are usually found in the frozen section of Walmart. And literally all you do is throw them onto a baking sheet, put them in the oven, and eat 20 minutes later. That's not easy. But the number one meal idea suggestion for a bachelor is the almighty frozen pizza. I think that that's extraordinarily healthy. Now this may not sound that great, but I say to you, you have not tried mine. Because I add extra cheese, olives, mushrooms, and my own meat. And personally, I go with the Canadian bacon. And for a dollar and a quarter, that's some good eating. That's disgusting! Alright, well I hope you gained some valuable information from that. And feel free to share those recipes with your friends. But what I thought I'd do right now is review a new album. And since it's October and Halloween season and everybody's in kind of a scary mood, how about I review the new CD from Blue Oyster Cult. It's called The Symbol Remains. Check it out. So I've been a big BOC fan since I was in high school. And they really scared me back then because, uh, you know, we didn't know if they were satanic or not. But here they are all these years later. They're down to, like, two original members, and I still don't know. Hardcore devil worship. But anyway, they've come back with a full new album, and is it any good? Well, it has its moments. Uh, There's a few cool songs that sound like classic BOC, And then there's other stuff on here that sounds like, uh, you know, 38 Special. So I wasn't blown away or anything, but uh, I gotta say this, there is some great guitar. I've always loved Buck Dharma, and uh, he plays some awesome solos on here. You know, I love that line, there's something better for you. For some reason, I can totally relate to that right now. And going forward, I'm going to believe it. And once again, Blue Oyster Cult speaks words of wisdom and encouragement into my life. The next thing I'm going to tell you about is a documentary I saw on Amazon Prime about the band Killing Joke. Are you familiar with Killing Joke? Well, if you're not, let me tell you. Before there was ministry or any of these industrial metal bands, there was Killing Joke. They were around back in the 80s, that's when I discovered them. They had a song called Love Like Blood and we actually did a cover of this when I was in The Awful Truth. Another great song that Killing Joke had back in the 80s was called 80s. It was off the album Nighttime, and as you listen to this, pay attention to the guitar riff. okay so you hear the guitar riff there well as the documentary pointed out nirvana must have been big killing joke fans because it's pretty obvious they completely ripped off that riff for the song come as you are Yeah, I think Cobain even admitted it. Uh, So if you get a chance to check out that documentary on Killing Joke, I would. It's very interesting. The guitar player, Jordy Walker, was brilliant. And the singer Jazz Coleman was just an evil genius. Like a total weirdo, but at the same time just uh, kind of a genius. Alright, that was Killing Joke with Millennium. They were Rammstein before Rammstein was Ramstein. BRUTAL! Alright, real quickly, I wanted to thank a few people who have basically been keeping me alive the past few months. These are people who have either bought my paintings or commissioned me to do paintings for them. And they are, just to name a few, John Ebden, William Alexander... Steve Elliott Matthew Wiseman Patrick Wolfe who had me paint his dog Roy Johnson who not only had me paint his dog he had me do a portrait of Mick Jagger and then he gave him to his wife Raquel for her birthday also Jeff Moore had me do one of him so he could use it as a profile pic Stephanie Cabral had me do a zombie girl that she gave to her friend Tracy Vera for her birthday Eric Beeger had me do one of his band, West of House. And Alex in Houston had me do a John Sykes painting that he gave as a gift. And he also had me do a really cool one of John Cusack from the movie Say Anything. And that one he kept for himself. So as you can clearly see, my paintings make great gifts for that special person in your life. Even if that special person just happens to be you. So thanks so much to everybody who has supported my art. I really appreciate it. But let's wrap things up now with a question from Facebook. And this one was posted by Rissa Anderson, who said, Can you name a song that you played over and over when you thought your whole world was about to end? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, uh, I thought my whole world was ending this year. And somebody told me about this band called Sugar Bomb. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was that told me. I apologize. But I liked them, and I think some of you guys will too, because they kind of remind me of Jellyfish. And I know a lot of you guys just love Jellyfish. But they had this one song called Poster Child for Tragedy that just really hit home, and it just really tore me up. And I don't usually like ending my shows with a ballad. I like playing you out with a rocker. But, you know, I'm feeling a little melancholy right now. So, you know, I'm just going to play this ballad and I'm going to have myself another good cry. But next time, I promise that I will return with more fun and mayhem and I will crush all of your skulls. And so I hope you liked this episode. I hope you enjoyed this song. And if you have somebody that you love, give them a big hug and uh, let them know you appreciate them. Because if you have somebody that you love and they love you back, then you are a lucky man. Or woman. But that's going to do it for me for now. I'll hopefully be back soon. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me. And rock on.